Have you been looking for love in all the wrong places? Not sure how to love yourself? Look no further. We have all the right love right here and right now. It's the God Facts Podcast, a journey for all those seeking the truth of who God is and who we are, where we feed you nothing but the facts of God and how to overcome life struggles with his word. I'm Damien, your host, full of the Holy Ghost, and please welcome my co-host on episode one, Pastor JC. Amen, amen. God bless and kingdom greetings. Blessed to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, man. Welcome. Welcome. We're welcome to have you uh, into our life, into our studio. Um, we're always blessed to have men of God and leaders from the community that can really uh, add a dynamic to this. And you guys, too. You guys are along on this journey. You know, this is our first episode of Many to Come. and this is just something that's you know, been on my heart for quite a while to bring some clarity and some understanding to the Word of God, um, some of the struggles that we might have to understand the Word of God. And honestly, it's the real life application of that Word of God. And so I believe that this is a journey that's not only going to bless us doing it, but hopefully those out there listening right now and watching. Amen. So praise God. And so today uh, we're going to dig uh, right into what the Word of God means when it refers to the fruit of the Spirit. What is the fruit of the Spirit? A lot of people probably have some questions right now. What is that? What does that mean? Especially as someone who's new to this. And so there are seven parts of the fruit of the Spirit in the Bible. And today's topic is the first part, love. Um, and the scriptures that we're going to be using today as a reference are from Galatians chapter 5, verse 13 through 18. Um, so if you have your Bibles or use your phone or whatever medium you have, please get that out because we're an interactive podcast. We like you to follow along with us and study with us. Um, as well as verse 522 through 26, uh, we will also be using 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4 through 7 also as a reference. And most importantly, we are hoping and uh, believing that in this episode and those to come that you'll learn how to not only love yourself, uh, but to love others the way that God loves you. Amen, amen. Amen. Let's, uh, with no further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in there, Pastor. Amen, all right. So what do, you got, what do you got for us? I hope you all got your forks and your plates, because we're about to fill up on the Word of God. Oh, we got to get some meat. Get some meat tonight. That's right, chew it. On all it. right, so I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to break it down into a real simple way of understanding. We're going to read verses 13 through 18. Amen. It says in this, and we're reading out of the New King James Version tonight. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. I say, then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Amen. Amen. So powerful words right there. So go ahead. What do you think that they're trying to convey right there with that word? Yeah, I think a really way, a simple way of hearing this, understanding this. And um, if you are not one that has come into a place of having a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior and God, it may not make a little sense, but as we speak of love, uh, we're praying and believing 
that you'll see what fruit you are bearing in your own life. Amen. Amen. So when we go into Genesis 2, when it talks of Adam and Eve, and when God created the first man and woman, they were fully in the spirit. Mm. And when they were fully in the spirit, all they produced or had in their life was the fruit of the spirit. Amen. There was no other fruit. So their love that they speak of is this agape love, because God is love. And love of agape is unconditional. It's a, it's a love of action. Amen. Right, so this is the right position. This is what we started with, is this fruit of the Spirit. There was no other fruit. And what it talks about right here, what we read of, is that when Adam and Eve were deceived and they ate the fruit of the tree of knowledge, of good and evil, then there was this awakening. It says their eyes were opened. If you go back and you on your own time, read that in Genesis chapter 2. It says their eyes were opened. What it's saying is that they became aware there was another fruit right. that came into their body. And this is the fruit of the flesh. Amen. And so it talks about here is that these two go to war against each other. And so when Adam and Eve ate that fruit of the flesh, we now operate in the flesh. Mm -hmm. And it's not until Jesus Christ who died and paid the price for our sins on the cross, that the fruit of the Spirit, that's why it says in the Word, it says that you must confess with your mouth and receive in the heart. So there's an awakening. There's a eating of the second fruit. When we receive Jesus spiritually, we are eating the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, and you, you hit on something important, that, you know, something that I think we should camp on for a second. That's where you said that there are wars in the flesh. And, and maybe explain, we can explain a little bit to the people of uh, what that means to war in the flesh, what that means, what that, you know, what it means to eat from the tree of good and evil and eat from the tree of knowledge and to understand why we war in the flesh. Um, it's very fascinating when you try to understand what it means to war in the flesh, what it means to eat from the tree of good and evil, what it means to to start that battle within and how much it affects us. And so why don't you touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I think we can really look at it just even starting to dive into this first fruit of love. And so when we are in the flesh, when Adam and Eve ate of this tree, of this fruit, their eyes were open to the possibilities of the selfish desires mm. in their life. There it is. So if we look at what love looks like outside of God, is it selfish? Mm. It's conditional. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's conditional. So there is, if I love Damien as best I can, there will be conditions on what my expectations yeah. of him receiving my love. Absolutely. And that goes for my wife. Yeah. That goes for my children. Yeah. And so when it's the fruit of the flesh, it's conditional depending on what my standard. And so if you don't do the things I want the way I want it, then I can take back my life. Ah, that's it. And so it becomes conditional. It's conditional when it's in the flesh. And and I think that's the thing that we really want you guys to understand is that in not only in God, but in Christ, that, that love, in the Greek it's called agape. You guys can go ahead and look that up in your free time. But that, that's unconditional love by God to us. And I believe that, you know, when we war in the flesh and we're in the flesh, which means basically that we're living outside the will of God, right? Now we are subject to making our love conditional based on 
our feelings or our emotions or how somebody, how we think somebody should treat us. But in reality, we ourselves are outside of that will of that agape love because we are warring in our flesh versus fighting the battle in the spiritual realms. And I like the way you say that too, because to find a love outside of a selfish love, to find a love that only can be found in through a relationship with right. Jesus Christ, right? because he paid the price to restore yes. our right relationship with God. Right. And when he paid that price for that, so as humans, even when we have Jesus, it takes action. So it's really important to understand agape love is not based on our emotions, right. is not based on our feelings, but it's it's a call of action. And it's something that is outside of how we want it to be. And so when we have this unconditional love, we have to be intentional to be mindful. We have to be intentional with that relationship. Amen. And, and it talks about that in Galatians here. I'm just going to touch on it. You know, in, in Galatians 5, 16, and I'm going to go back over that where it says, I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Action. Exactly. And that's giving you an instruction and saying, look, we know it's hard out there. We know you're going to have temptation. We know that you you want to do the things that you want to do, but doesn't mean it also they're necessarily fruitful for you. That they're per that they're going to be purposeful for your life. That they're not going to be beneficial for you know. Here in in five sixteen, you know he's saying that if you walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, contrary to one another. And things of this world, what the Bible says, are carnally minded. Those things are enmity to God, which basically means it's a separation. And like you touched on from Genesis, that's where the separation happened. Yeah. With Adam and Eve, that's where the split, that's where sin nature came in and the deeds of the flesh came in. That's where man started to become fearful and ashamed. Before that, there was no shame. There was no guilt. There was no condemnation. There was no sin. So sin entered in and then those emotional responses came in and perverted what true godly love is. And so throughout the generations, I think the word love has become a bumper sticker. It's become so loosely thrown around. Yeah. That the very definition of love is dramatically far from what God's word says it is. And I think that's a dangerous place for us in this world right now is, is what is love? Yeah. You know, what is love in the sense that I can understand it in my day-to-day -day activity when I have so much chaos around me, when people are displaying what they call love in destructive ways. So I don't know if you have anything you can add to that. Yeah. I, this is why. In God's word, it tells us that we are to pursue who God is, because God is love. God was the beginning of what love is. He's the definition of an unconditional love. Amen. And a lot of times I think we get perverted because we don't understand who God is. That's it right there. And if we don't understand who God is, then we don't understand what love is. That's it. And and we throw the word love around for lots of things. I love a burger. Yeah, I do. I do. I want a burger, a green chili. <laughs> Come on now. Fill in that blank of what it is, right? 
And let me just give you a real life example of this, right? Is when my love is outside of God, mm. then we start to have these things where, right. you know, I don't love my wife the same as I used to. Ooh. We're drawing apart. Things don't seem to be the same, but that's because it, again, we're outside of God's will or outside of God's love. Right. And so what it looks like for me is this, when I come home and I'm tired and I've had a long day because I love my wife unconditionally, when she asked me to get up and get her that cup of water and I don't want to do it. <laughs> amen. 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 I don't want to. I take a moment and I pause and I remember in my mind that God paid the ultimate price. And when Jesus Christ did not want to have to hang on the cross for my freedom, and it says in the word of God that we are to love our wife as Christ loves the church. Exactly. Right? And, yes. And it says to love your neighbor as yourself. These key things that God gives us, and we can only know them when we study his word. It has to be this understanding in a deeper level of this love being unconditional and a call to action. And we will get it perverse to wrong every single time when it's outside of God's will. Absolutely. That's the key right there is understanding love and understanding the will of God. We question a lot, how can I be, you know, in the will of God? How does that even look like? Because a lot of you listening don't know what it means to be in the will of God or are very confused about the, the very meaning of why we need to be in the will of God. And it's because that's what we were designed for at birth. We, we were created in our mother's womb for communion with the father but in the back to genesis chapter two where the then the fall of, uh, of adam and eve and that's where the separation happened and so when we come out when we are born we're already separated by sin nature that we come out fighting against that's why you we do some of the things that we do that's why we fall into these temptations that's why we fall or go down a path that might not be right. That's why we might fall into addiction, alcoholism, drug addiction, whatever the case may be. We start to, to act out these things because in reality, we're looking for love. Yeah. We're looking for true love, to be loved, to feel loved, to, to know love. And so the only way that we can truly understand that, the only way that we can get that love is to seek after God. Yeah. Because... It says in his word over and over again, he, he can provide. He is the provider. You know, in the Hebrew, it says Jehovah Rapha. That means he's you know, God, our healer. And so I think that that can that leads us right into 1 Corinthians can 3. I, can I jump in real quick? Absolutely. Because when you said that, you know, Damien, that reminded me um, of a personal testimony of this in my life is you know, from the age of 13 until Jesus Christ came into my life into my, you know, around 21. And as I sought out this hole in my heart, mm. that there was something like I could feel there was something missing. And I thought maybe it was the love of my father that he lacked the compassion. I thought it was maybe the accountability that I lacked for my mother. I thought I could find it in drugs. And as much as the many drugs I tried, nothing numbed this. If anything, it distracted me, right. but it didn't feel this. And I explored mm. many religions seeking to fill this emptiness that there was there. And I got really big into new age. And so I was constantly trying to find something. And maybe that speaks to someone out there that's listening. 
that you just have this emptiness, this void. And, and there's a pursuit of a deeper revelation of who God is that you can't figure out how to fill it. And everything you try to fill in it is not quite there. Yeah. And it wasn't until I came to the end of myself. And I, and I pray right now that you don't have to get to the place I was because I was at the point of going to kill myself. Oh, man. Yeah. Right. Because I realized how right in the word in Ephesians 2, it talks about who we were before Christ. And I was a filthy, no good, womanizing, drug addict, right. deadbeat father right. with two kids from two different women. And saw my life going nowhere. And, and my solution was to end my life. And that night and in my room, I cried out and said, if there's anything that's real, come take my life because I've wasted it. And in that moment, when Jesus Christ showed up in my room and said, I will take your life. I've been waiting for you to give it to me and I will give you a life worthy to live if you'll follow me. In that moment, that hole, that void, was instantly filled with the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Was filled with the love of God, that agape, that unconditional love. I received instantaneous. And when that hole has been filled, this is where it goes into the war, right? It's filled. And in that moment, instantly we understand this agape love. And then from that moment forward to the last breath we take, it's this back and forth of, am I feeding my flesh? Am I feeding myself of the world more or am I feeding myself of God's word? Because if I come into this relationship with Jesus Christ and this unconditional love, but I'm filled with the world, then this is what's going to lead me and it's going to be conditional. And I'm dictating and understanding my relationships through the flesh. But when the love of Christ, I have to be intentional. I have to be in action. I have to be led by the spirit. To fill this more, to understand who God is, yes. to understand who I am, mm. so that I can understand how to love others. Man, that's powerful. Amen. That that right there is, is a powerful testimony. And guys, th this is the real. This is the raw. This is what it is to be a Christ follower. This is what it means to, to completely come to your end. And... You know, I have a very similar testimony to that. You know, I'll probably end up sharing that in the next podcast or the one after that. But we have very similar testimonies. So in a nutshell, it was had to be I had to come to my end. And I had to realize that, man, I need something greater and bigger than I can offer myself because nothing I'm doing is working. Nothing is filling that void. And it boils down. Love can be tied in to Either you're going to be a faucet or a drain. A faucet is something that gives and fills and is nurturing, is quen thirst quench. It sustains life. It gives. But a drain is something that takes, that's never full, that's never satisfied. Yeah, that you can, good. that you, that all at once is to swallow things and to take things. And so a, Faucet is like Jesus Christ. It's the living water. It is the thing that fills us up and gives us wholeness that can allow us to love again or be loved or know what love is. That water, that living water is what fills us with his Holy Spirit to allow us to get to that place of loving. Not only ourselves, be able to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know what? 
I love you. Amen. I couldn't do that for about Ooh, 20, heavy. 20 plus years yeah. <laughs> because I was a drain. And a drain represents sin and death. A drain represents being a burden and a leech and being all these things, a taker, a user, a manipulator. And because you're so starved for love that you start to take from others to try to fill that void. And all you're doing is causing them to go down with you. And man, guys, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, when you come to God, when you come to know Christ, you turn that faucet on and you break the handle off because it never stops flowing. Amen. The love never ceases. And his word says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And so you stay on as a faucet continually as rivers of living water, like the word says. Amen. I think that's a good flow into our first Corinthians yeah, right here. Absolutely. Give us a little bit more meat on what God says love is. First Corinthians 13. I'm going to start this off. It says, so it's first uh, Corinthians 13 verse one, or no, I'm sorry. Four. Verse four. And it says right here, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Love does not seek its own. Love is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So that is what it is when you are a faucet. So you start to embody all of the things opposite of what the flesh wants to do. When you start to move in the spirit, you start to be kind. You start to not be rude anymore. Uh, you're not trying to seek your own desires, your own selfishness. You're not thinking evil thoughts. You're thinking thoughts of love and purity and righteousness and holiness. And, and you're not rejoicing when those around you are doing wrong or doing evil. And I think that the more that we can embody that and really tattoo it on our heart yeah. the more that those around you will know you by your fruit it's called the fruit of the spirit in galatians because you start to bear things that people want to take from you they want yeah. to pick from you that they now want to be around you yeah. instead of going the other way because you're doing the opposite of what i just read yeah i know and only you know the fruits of yourself we can play and make our fruit look really good on the outside. But only do we really know what the fruit on the inside look. And I share that because I'll tell you what, before Jesus Christ came into my life, before I truly knew who God was, I was really, really good at making you think my fruit looked really pretty on the outside. Oh, yeah. I would make you feel like you were on top of the world, that you were the only one. I would make you feel like you were doing these things because I loved you. But the truth was that deep down at the core of it, there was a hinder hidden agenda mm. of what am I going to get back? Yeah. When I give you yeah. this, what am I going to get back? And I was always looking at the next step. That's good. I was always looking for what is this I'm going to receive back. And so I have to now intentionally, as I'm aware that these things, when I go into my relationship with Damien, when I go into relationship, even with my enemies Amen. is Lord, show me, God, show me the right here in first Corinthians 13, how to apply this in my life so right. that I don't have an agenda of what my love pouring out looks like. Amen. 
I want my flesh to die. I want the fruit of who I used to be to not be alive. I want to cut that off so that when I am giving, it truly is without needing or receiving. That's it. And and it's, it's loving without the expectation of getting anything in return. It's giving freely, just like Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. He gave freely. He gave his everything, his last breath, his last everything. And the only thing that he wants from us in return is for us to trust him, for us to love him. It says, and that's that in love is the greatest commandment. It says, love yourselves, love yourselves as I have loved you. Love your brothers as I have loved you. And so if that is, if that's the number one thing that you take away from in these episodes, let love be the one that covers a multitude of sins because that's what the word says it will do. I just, I really feel led to really, really share this one piece. And you know, we can share God's word all day and you can believe it or not, but you can't take away from the truth of a testimony. Truth. And so I, I got to tell you, this is nothing else in my life outside the love of God could have changed me from who I was to who I am. Absolutely. It is only through that relationship that that literally in a moment of encountering God's love that it took me from a drug addict to being drug-free, that took me from being a deadbeat dad to actually getting a job and applying myself. It, it was only in that one moment. That's why in the in God's word, there's these things where You'll see it's going one direction, and then all of a sudden, God's love comes into the picture, and we see it says, but God. Ooh, that's good right But there. God changes everything. And yes. I just encourage you is that if you have not received Jesus Christ, and you are not walking, operating in an unconditional love, it says in the, his word that if you'll confess with your mouth yes. and receive in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior, and allow him to sit on the throne of your heart, that that void will instantaneously be filled. So you can have that tonight. And if you are walking with Christ, and this is not what you've received or what you've had, then I tell you that you're walking in a conditional flesh of love. Mm. And it's only through saying, God, I've had conditions. I've been loving through conditions and expectations of what the world has shown me what love is. Yes, and that's it. It's being able to really receive that love and that test and understanding what a testimony is. Like my brother just shared, it's that is when you know that you're walking in love, operating in love, because you become not ashamed of not only the gospel of Jesus Christ, but of who you once were. Yeah. We spend so much time, myself, 24 years of addiction, I spent most of my time hiding from who I was. Because I didn't love who I was, I liked who I was when I was high or drunk. But I <laughs> but I didn't. Truth. But I didn't <laughs> love. I didn't love who I was. Yeah, that's some God facts for you. That's a free <laughs> nugget because we're gonna give it to you real on this. We're never gonna try to, you know, portray ourselves as other than we are. And we come from broken backgrounds. We come from addictions. And so, just know that if you're listening to this and you come out of that same lifestyle, that uh, there's gonna be fruit here for you. And it's going to be love and it's going to be valuable and it's going to be something that you can take and tangibly put into action. And that's going to bring us, I think, to the end of this first episode on love. And 
we just want you to remember, you know, while you're listening or watching, that love is an action word, not a verb. Yeah. Uh, and I'll let you touch on a little bit on that. Yeah. So love is an action word and not a verb. So it takes action. Mm. It takes intentionality. There it is. To love different than the world. Mm. To love different than our parents taught us. Yes. Than our exes taught us. Than our spouses taught us. Than our children have taught us. It takes action, which means in the beginning of action is to pick up God's word, begin to understand. Yeah. There it is. It's you. If you have any questions or doubt, always know that. There's nothing that you're going through right now. There's nothing that's happened to you that's not that does not have an answer in the Word of God. That's it. It's all in there. We've been dealing with the same struggles for two thousand years. They're just in different forms, yep. but the root is the same. And so, just know that you can trust that Word. I'm a walking testimony of that. He's a walking testimony of that. And, th and it brings us to the next point that you are worthy of love. Just Amen. know that you are worthy of love. I love you. I don't even know you, but I love you because I, I love all children of God because that's what we're called to do. Yeah. We're called to love one another. You don't have to like everybody, but you have to love them. And as you grow in the Lord, you'll understand what that really means. Um, but yeah, we're definitely called to love one another. And then love is not dictated by your emotions or your feelings. Amen. Okay. And Pastor JC talked about those emotions or those feelings or like, especially in the terms of like manipulation and how he thought or how he felt. And so what do you think the biggest takeaway that they can have right now regardless to the emotions or feelings or how to not be led by them? Yeah, I think you know, what's coming to my mind right now just to share with you is that we have to, you know, a lot of this, you know, when we first come to receive Jesus Christ and understanding who God is in that moment is that it takes an action of faith. Mm -hmm. And so faith is the things that we walk by, by that are not seen. And when I, when he said you are worthy of love, I feel like there's probably quite a few of you listening that instantly your mind started to justify all the reasons you were unworthy. Oh yeah. But, but one of the things that I think the biggest takeaway on all this that we're sharing is that God's truth has to be louder than as long as your truth speaks the loudest, then you will always dictate what God's truth is. So we have to unlearn that. We have to say, God, I'm going to read your word by faith. And it says in your word that I am chosen, adopted. I have a purpose, a calling that you knew me in the womb before that I was ever even a thing. And so I only know these things because I read your word. And mm. when I read it, I'm going to say to myself, I may not believe this right now, but this is what God's word says. This is what his unconditional love speaks into my life. And so I need to not be dictating my emotions and my feelings to, to outline what love is. And I need to remember, and this is our last takeaway on here, that God is love and love is God. Amen. And that's it right there. So whether you believe it or not, doesn't matter. Hey. Let me let you hit hey, you man. with a, another little God fact. What you think and believe does not matter. Oh, there it Let's is. Let's get real with it. What matters is what God said. And that's it. And that ties into the emotions or feelings. Your feelings don't dictate that. Your feelings will lie to you every right. single time. That applies to us too. Yeah. My feelings don't matter. Damien's feelings don't no. matter. No. I want you to give it to me straight, the straight <laughs> raw. 
Don't candy coat anything. Come on now. We're supposed to, it says that you know them by their fruits. And that's another topic that we can get into um, a few <laughs> episodes in about judging, because I think it's a big misconception of what it, that actually is. And so I don't, I would love to clarify that for some of you, because I'm sure a lot of you out there have gotten some bad doctrine and I want to clear up the air and what the word actually says, because if it doesn't say it in the word, if it's not a God fact, it doesn't matter. That's right. It doesn't matter. We, we, we trim it and we trim off that branch. If it's not bearing good fruit, we cut it off because you know why the God, the Bible, the God of the Bible and the Bible tells me to do. Amen. And yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in for this first episode. Pastor JC, I really appreciate you coming on this first episode. So it's always been a blessing. It's uh, just to do ministry with you outside of here. And I definitely want you to come back on here. And I think that these people will be blessed uh, with the wisdom that you have out there. And so I just want to, to let you guys know for you free thinkers and truth seekers, here's a little more for you to take away from this episode. One on love. We read 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verses 4 through 7. And replace the word love with your name. And if this is not the truth of your characteristics, seek God in his word and how to build these in your life. Uh, and don't forget to pray for the breakthrough in your life. You know, prayer is power. Uh, all throughout the Bible, prayer is your weapon. Prayer is how uh, you hear from God. Amen. Amen. So don't forget to subscribe to the God Facts podcast on YouTube. Just search God Facts, all one word. Uh, on YouTube and subscribe and all other streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Uh, and don't forget to tune in next time for episode two uh, titled Joy of our seven-part series of the Fruits of the Hallelujah. Spirit. So this is going to be a seven-part series. This is series one. You guys, you don't want to miss this. This is going to be powerful, real, tangible, applicable stuff. And uh, we want to help you guys to to have victorious living, to Amen. come out on the other side of this more on fire for God or wanting to be on fire for God than you ever have. You know, and if you don't know God, ask Jesus into your heart. Say, Jesus, come and be Lord of my life. And he will. Changes and everything. It changes everything. So we love you. We'll see you next time on the God Facts Podcast.